Craig. Hi, Craig. Huh? I love hey. that he says it. Welcome to Olympia, the land where things happen, but we don't care because tangents. So um, to go over what happened last week was our interstitial. So kind of to push everything together and kind of explain what's going to be going on as we move into our first arc. So the entire party made it back to the village and Samita, you and the dude went to go explain to Toby's parents what had been going on over the past few days. Uh, four, five days, I believe. There's either four or five days since you left. So you and the dude went to talk with Toby's parents. As Toby went with our new friend that we met in the tavern, who is Spora. And they went to go see... Or, sorry. And then they learned some interesting things about Carson. Because Carson is the name of the dwarf that Proto had been in. And... That got confirmed when C, no, not C, Psy, that got confirmed when Psy said, I do remember that. Um, it was brought up by Spora using Minor Illusion. It's Minor Illusion to show things, and I use detect thoughts. And through that, we confirmed that um, what Samita and Toby saw and went through in, when they went back down the hole in the weirdness and then they met with the four other members of the um, order of the black flame as they were getting out that's when terminator proto was there and then we went to go visit tess who is the fire Danasi from the first couple of sessions that we played that everybody kept forgetting about and then he had made armor for proto and went on to show Toby and Spora, his collection of weird marionette-looking dolls, which can apparently become their own beings. And that's how we found out that the blacksmith is formerly a artificer for the Lich Zaztam. And let's see, what else? I got a puppy. And Toby got a puppy. And I got some magical... <laughs> I got The some magical water. pond water. Yeah, I got spirit water. Which I'm assuming, so I was wondering, so that spirit water, what is it, what can it do? It can bring things to life, right? Resurrect people. Um, it makes you the best. Information. Best. Uh, TJ, what was that? Oh, sorry, I, I said it makes you the best uh, basketball player, like in Space Jam. <laughs> so as far as you can tell, it is just very highly magical water. Um, there was a an elemental that lives in the pond, which is what gave the water to you. And it was big, scary, giant water beast. And that is what almost drowned Proto in the very first session that we had. Is there a way I can figure out more about spirit water? I suddenly like, get a chill on my mind. Like, we're talking about some... Um, we will get into um, researching what the water is and stuff. But as of this moment, I think we cut it off heading back to the tavern, I think. I think so. I told you what the character is. I need to stop eating gummy gummies. Because I'll be talking, and then I'll stop talking, and put one in my hand, and then I'll eat it, and then I'll grab another one, and then I just keep on doing that, and I forget that I'm supposed to talk. Should we put a piece on the board to signify Richard? Yeah. What Richard could be... Uh, oh, no, it... there are no green uh, thingy. What about purple? Favorite color? No, that's my giant purple one. Isn't there a small purple? Nope. 
white, yellow, black. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Oh. I can remember things. I know I can. Lagging much. Excuse me. Uh, I'm looking at our character sheets, and we all have, like... Isn't it wonderful? Hey, me using the tech thoughts worked out really well. Did you plan on me? Maybe. No. I mean, it was going to have to come out somehow. I just, I was there when you were getting rid of some of your nuke spells and replacing them with support. Yeah. And it fastened an idea in my head. And I thought that you picked up on what I was laying down. I didn't. Okay. This might be cutting in and out. Oh, wait. Richard, you were cutting in and out. Also, you said someone was cutting in and out. Yeah, my connection's like the red. On your home Wi-Fi? Yeah, weird. I don't know. Yeah. Is that better? A little bit. I don't know. Talk for a little bit. You guys don't hear Hello? Can you guys see the background at all? Barely. No. If at all. Yeah, I don't hear any background. So where are we right now? Are we in the tavern or are we heading back towards the tavern? Uh, heading back towards the tavern where Samita is, I don't know, Proto kind of had a malfunction and we are just going to assume that he made his way back to the tavern. So I'm going to bust through the door um, with holding my holding my uh, wooden dog and be like, Samita, Samita, look, I got a dog now. Look. The hell did you get a dog? I made it. Huh. You can't pet it though. What? Why not? It's mine. It's because you'll get splinters. Yeah, I. There are things in this. You'll find out later. But it may blow up. But it's okay. It won't blow up. But it might blow up. It's spirit juice. Oh. Um. Sit down at the bottom of the foot where I sat at least, and then just start growing so to get there as well. So it looks like the like becoming one with the wooden materials of the bar stool and stuff. Hmm? Really hard time. Yeah, just on that last part. Going all wonky. Uh, that's fine. I was going to say, as Samita, you respond after seeing Toby talk about and hold. I'm assuming Toby holds up his puppy and be like, I got a puppy, I got a puppy. Well, they're not at the tavern yet. They are. They just got inside the tavern. Yeah, I just, I just rushed through the door. Door is still wide open. Was I already in the tavern? So, yes, you get inside. Toby's holding up the puppy. It still has a little bit of a bluish glow. Um, Toby's mom and dad both turn, and Toby's dad, upon hearing puppy, just turns into the complete anime dad all over again and goes all kinds of like super glossy eyed and face and is just head over heels for this little wooden doggy. Toby, your mom turns around, stares at the little wooden dog with a weird glow and says, Is that safe? Uh, probably. Yeah, it should be fine. It's probably fine. Uh, don't touch it, but it should be fine. You make me. And so I, I put it on the floor, and I go, stay. Go ahead and roll me an animal handling check or an arcana check, whichever one would be a funnier result. Um, what, were, what was it? Animal handling or arcana? Oh, it's plus five for both, so 13. Uh, okay. So with your 13, you set your little puppy down, and as you tell it to stay you kind of feel a little bit of something like some kind of magicness almost coming from your hands as soon as you like let it go and you stop touching it and when you say stay it like kind of moves to sit like it bends its limbs and sits there holy bird balls it actually moved it moved everybody else give me perception 
if you see it move or you can choose to auto fail. 11. Okay, so you see it. Richard, Ian. I got a four. I don't know. Uh, Richard, I have your thing open. You have a four plus three, so that's a seven. Samita, I hear you doing math. One, five, okay. So only Proto doesn't, right? No, you said auto fail. Huh? Oh, that's high. Well, I'm on a wall, that's all right. Okay, you're too busy becoming a bush. And in reality, I'm staying there very soon. <laughs> um, so nobody else sees it move, and give me a sec to see if your parents notice it move. I will have... So, surprisingly, they both rolled a 16 on two separate dice. And they kind of see it sit down, and they both your mom and dad look at it, and then at you, and then at it, and then back at you. And your dad kind of anime faints into his chair as your mom says, Oh my god, Toby, are you magic now? No. Or do it again, maybe. do it again. I look, turn back and I say, lay down. Go ahead and make me another roll. 23. Okay, so it obeys your full command. I'm speechless. I just stare at it and I kind of like tilt my head and like poke it. And I go, hello? So how big is this dog? So it was just a toy dog. Like, uh, think of like Think of, like, the size of a Border Collie. If you want, I can make that bigger for you. To be very clear, almost everybody is, like, a small size, according to D&D rules. Like, you're the only regular person, like, human-sized person there. You want to jump? I can, I can make him big enough so you can ride him if you like. Um, well, I, thank you, but I don't know if that's a good idea with the stuff that's inside here. Um, uh, want to see? And so I, there's this little square, like, discolored spot on the dog, and I push it, and, and it, like, pops out. So I, like, pull this uh, wood block out from it and uh, kind of, like, folds. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how I can describe it there. But it, like, almost, almost like a collapsible joystick kind of thing. Like, it pulls out and then bends one way, and I can um, use it to, like, oh, it looks like a tripod. Almost, but like backwards. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. I'll have to draw it or something. Oh, what's that for? And I go, um, when I sh- shoot this thing, I need it to not move. Well, the spell it's... would make everything bigger. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to work with the with the cannon. Cannon, you say? How big. Upon hearing the word cannon, Toby, your mom just turns to Samita, grabs her arm, and just squeezes it so tight and said, You said nothing about cannons. It's okay. No, the washer is the, the washer is full of the stuff in my room. Well, and the I alpha, go, the alpha go still stands. You Can said we... you want to double its size at some point. Um, double okay. Size, double the size means double the firepower. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And I grab the dog, and I uh, pick it up, and I take it outside. Uh, and I sit down. So you, you see me, like, I sit the dog down, and I sit behind it, and I push the other button so, like, another almost, like, wood pole comes out, and then I pull it back towards me. And then I pull the dog's head back, and out comes this cannon, like, cannon barrel. And so you've it's pretty much like, uh, basically, it's a cannon, and it's got two, like, stabilizing rods that are digging into the ground to keep it from, like, being pushed back when it goes off. I'll have to, like, draw a little mock-up. But anyway, uh, yeah, and I was like, okay, let's let's try it. All right. What should I roll? Uh, for... 
to cast enlarge or reduce. It only uh, offers an it only offers attack or save of a constant. Uno momento por favor. Let me exact wording. God damn it! Why do you have so many spells? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. You cause a creature or an object you can see within range to grow larger or smaller for the duration. Choose either a creature or an object that is neither worn nor carried. If the target is unwilling, blah blah blah. If the target is a creature, which it is not, so you just it happens. Whoosh. Okay, so it increases in size? It doubles in size. Doubles in size. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I see this thing. Its weight is also multiplied by eight. So it is twice as or twice as big in all dimensions and weighs eight times as much. And I, you, my eyes just get real big and I'm like, oh, this is going to make a big boom. And then I run up and <laughs> And so... Let's see. So how how you said it doubles in size? Okay, so I want to call uh, boss over, and I'll climb on top of boss, and then I'll climb on top of the dog. And you see me go like to the back of its head, and uh, there's like this little switch, and I go, okay, uh, here it goes. And there's like a little, um, almost like a handlebar coming off the back of its head, and I just give it a yank. And let's see, what would I have to roll to see if this thing fires off? Um. Give me Arcana at advantage, or spell attack at advantage. What would that be? Uh, D20 plus 9. Okay. Uh, 18. Okay, so an 18. Uh, go ahead and roll me a percentile die. I don't think I put, put percentiles in two of the 10. Two 10s? Here, I'll just, I'll roll on, uh, oh, never mind, I get, oh, there's a D100. Uh, I got a 90. Right, I can so, reach out too if you need me to. Oh, that is more than enough. So as you do this, um, what direction are you facing? Uh, so I, I, I meant to mention this earlier, but I'm pointing it like into the sky. Like I'm just shooting it into the air. But um, I'm pointing it out towards, I guess, probably... Um, oops, can you see my dice? Yeah. That direction. Okay, nice. So as you kind of... You tug on the handle that appears on the back of the dog's neck, and as it lets out just this enormous bellow, you see all the way down over by the hydroponics, just above it, um, just a massive chunk of the rock wall that creates the boundary of the village just comes tumbling down. It is a very loud boom. It was as loud as a cannon. And so... Sorry. Uh, one second. So yeah, it goes off, and um, I go like I'm just staring. And as you say that, I'm like, "That's the final. That's, that's the arc." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, thank you." How do you? How did you? Can you do this often? You can do it three times a day. Times that's a day. oddly accurate. Um, what's the? So I want to look at the dog. Like how? How long does this last? It Up lasts to one minute. Okay, so it shrinks back down to normal size. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it will eventually. After about a minute, um, so I'm gonna look after after the minute goes and it shrinks back. Like I'm still kind of dumbfounded, but I want to inspect the the dog like for damage and see how everything like fired off if it did anything. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I was gonna say. Um, oh wait, that's the wrong person's character. Hello, get on the same page. So that will be investigation. Investigation. Okay, I got a plus nine. You have quite a few of those. Ooh, you have some that are really high. Uh, 28. And as you look over, 
the dog. It's still very large. You kind of, you don't see any damage. All of the joints seem to be very secure. Um, it looks to be in just about perfect condition. The only thing that's wrong is a little bit of natural wear and tear. Is it still um, glowing? It has stopped glowing. Okay, so then I, I look at it and I, uh, let's see, what would I say? Oh, I say, uh, are you still there, boy? Uh, let's, and as you do, or as you say that, the dog kind of just, you hear a, almost a rumble that seems to come from within the dog. And then you just hear like a weird panting okay. noise coming from its mouth. Okay, so I'll pat it on the head and I'll just kind of like, I'll just play with it for a little bit, I guess. But I, I'm in very deep thought of some of the things that I can do with uh, that thing large trick that uh, Spora can do. There are many possibilities. Yes. Bazooka. Uh, How? More like a howitzer. That's kind of what I was going for as far as the dog. Like, it's a dog howitzer. I was going to call it a howlitzer. Yeah. Now that's, that's done. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need a second to recover from that one. Yes, I won't take up much of much more of the story time. You totally got to put that. I get next. The Howlitzer. <laughs> it also reduces, so I could always turn you into Baby Groot, Richard. <laughs> oh, wait. Doesn't reduce also keep his strength and everything the same? Reduces the weight. By okay. So, I mean, you could literally turn Fredo into a little bitty Groot. Yeah, which and could be useful for not combat, thing. but other things. Because how long I mean, is a minute? A minute in combat is 10 turns. That's not too bad. Yeah, it's me in the cannon. could totally put you in the cannon, launch you at something, inside of something, and then cast enlarge and enlarge you while you're inside something. There's a lot of possibilities. Okay, wait. Hold on. If we're going to be doing shit like that, and <laughs> marking that down as a swear jar point for me, but if we are going to be doing it like that, then you know what? We need a really super effective rogue. That's we all know Samita help, needs a little bit of help with the attacks. Nonsense. I've been Toby has killed like five people more than you. <laughs> how how tall is Samita? Well dwarf. Dwarfish size. Okay. Uh Samita is a halfling. Oh. Huh. Oh yeah. I think we, we can, like have, we can have some feet? fun. We we can have some fun. And I have a few other fun spells, but we'll get to that when we, when we get into combat. Uh, Richard, can you say that one more time? You're kind of choppy. Uh, Toby, what are you, a halfling or a dwarf? Uh, I'm a gnome. All right. Well, just read it in shortly. I'm a fat little gnome. I forgot that you had glasses on. Yeah, I know. I meant to, um, I guess I could just ask right now, but do they already have special properties, or are they just the sunglasses? Uh, the sunglasses are just plain old sunglasses. Okay, so that, I've had them on the whole time, then. Over your regular glasses? Yeah. So I had to go back through and re-listen to our character intros, and I was like, oh, how do I always forget that Toby wears glasses? Yeah, honestly, I forgot I wore glasses. <laughs> so I guess so. Are they the big eye doctor shades? Um, Like the big, gigantic wraparound ones that you get when you go for an Oh, the sunglasses? Exam? Yeah. No, you they're like... They're, however you want. I was going to say, I imagine them as like super reflective aviators. That sounds fitting. Okay. After... <laughs> Doing that, yeah. I forgot where I was going. Scummy bears weren't medicated. No, they're horrible. The RB. Oh, so sorry. I'm just not staring at my notes and stuff. 
as Toby finishes up, are you or everyone's kind of just like chit chatting outside? Are we all just hanging out? Wait. Oh, <laughs> I meant more so just along the lines of like, are you guys waiting for the dog to turn small again for like a minute? My character went inside and started drinking. <laughs> That's very fair. Then, yeah, it's it's. I decided it's fluid, so it's whatever pronoun. Okay, that works. So where exactly? I have no idea. Well, I have some idea, but it's complicated. Let's just say, well, outside this bar, I have some vague memories about being other people. But beyond that, I guess this is my new life here. So you could like say today is my birthday. Like the... okay, Toby. Right. Can, can you that part, Robert? I'm outside still. You'll have to yell at me. I say, I guess you could say today's my birthday because I don't have a whole lot of memories before showing up outside this bar. Oh, and uh, DM story time. So Spora was found kind of by the brownish-looking buildings just to the north of the inn. Just it. Everyone has a. I'm sorry. I need to make full sentence before I start to say them. Spora was found um, kind of in the area just outside of it towards Tuss's forge. I almost forgot the word again. Smithy. That was the word. Smithy. And you, Spora was also unconscious. And when you were brought into the bar for the first time, that's how you kind of met Suze. They kind of having experienced so many mystery people coming into and out of town and just magically appearing there over the centuries. It's kind of just a thing that everybody in the village is used to. So it's never really been a big deal. It's always, oh, hey, look, there's another person here. Do you know who you are? Nope. Okay, let's go get you a drink. Um, Around that point is when Sue comes out of the back of the taverns or comes from the back room of the tavern behind the curtain where the kitchen is and sees the rest of you, but not Toby. She kind of looks around and she spots a giant thing and Toby through one of the windows. And she kind of looks over at everybody, gives you all a polite smile and says, uh, someone should go bring him in. What is that big thing? Just going to yell, Toby! Am I still outside or am I in the tavern? That is entirely up to you. I thought you were in a wall. Well, I joined you outside when you were going down. I saw you talking about it. I just said, hello, if you. I'll just, I'll just kind of yell back, like, what? We need tacos. Sus, tacos. Tacos? And then that's when Sus looks over and says, mm, I've been trying to make those tacos, but mine never come out as good as Toby. I mean, if you want to try mine, I can make them for you right quick. If not, we're just going to have to wait for Toby to come back in. Okay, I'll come back in. I'll get up and kind of dust myself off because I was sitting on the ground and I'll walk back in and start washing my hands. And as you walk into the back, you are able to find a whole new like plethora of vegetables, a whole bunch of different kinds of meats. And Suze kind of looks up and smiles and says, I got a few somethings for you while you were gone. I mean, I had to figure out how to make things taste as good as you do, but nothing I do ever does. Oh, uh, so, I see big thing that was outside? So the dog has shrunk down back to its normal size. I pick him up and bring him up. Um, I'll drag like a little school. You can see me go behind like the where the kitchen is, and you hear this like stool being dragged across the floor. 
just this long, annoying, just you know, and then all of a sudden you see my, you see me like making some grunting noises, and then you just see my little head pop up behind the chef's window, and uh, I'll be like, oh, thanks, Proto. Uh, you guys want pork or beef? Both. I like your style. <laughs> no, I want tacos IRL. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, yeah, I'll, I'll hop down and start making tacos. While he's cooking, I bust out my alchemy kit and start making a special hot sauce. Uh, so, Toby, while you are back there and you kind of are looking around at all the stuff that was bought, you notice that the area that normally houses the weird little middle finger-shaped uh, peppers, there are now a number of them. A number of different looking peppers as well this place is fully stocked Suze, what happened and where'd you get the money she comes in and just says well you remember those uh those bunnies like the one you got outside and samita has outside well turns out they're actually really nice we got some uh they brought some seeds with them on their last journey into the town and they kind of ended up being planted over there in the hydroponic system of yours and I must say, they're really tasty, but you got to watch out for that one. That one's really spicy. As she points to the only pepper, or a lone pepper sitting on a different shelf, all the way on the other side of the kitchen under a window. And she said, you got to be careful with that one. I didn't know what to expect, and I made a mistake. I hear this go on, and I say, hey, Toby, give me that pepper. Which one? That, that dangerous. Okay, hold on. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to grab, like, a towel or a clean towel or something and pick it up and then bring it to the other, uh, to Spora and set it on the counter. Perfect. And as my... you bring it out, um, before you do anything, I need a constitution save from every, from the three of you at the bar. So not Toby. Seven. Fifteen on day. You hear the sizzling of the meat hitting the griddle. Uh, Samita, what was your roll? One, one six. That was a one five for Proto. Roger. Okay, and a seven for Spora. Okay, so Spora, as Toby kind of drops it off in front of you. But but I am a bloodline red dragon. Keep that in mind. Okay, that's cool. Your blood is <laughs> your blood can be of a dragon, but your tongue isn't. Uh, oh shit. Proto, Samita. You two are pretty familiar with Toby and his hot sauce. Spora, you have never experienced Toby's hot sauce yet. And as he kind of sets it down on the table in front of you, Spora, you just, as soon as you go to touch it, you feel a tingling sensation, which quickly turns to burning, which quickly turns into feeling like there's napalm on your fingers. Perfect. This will do nicely. Down, you notice that it's, your hand is still perfectly fine. It's got a little bit, or the pepper itself isn't disgusting or slimy or none of that. It's got a nice waxy coat on it. It's nice and dry and quite firm. Samita and Proto, you get a whiff of the pepper as it gets plopped down and you can smell. It's maybe a good five to ten times as spicy as the hot sauce that Toby normally carries. Can I um, just like go, like I walk by and like, Take a pinch from when he's cutting his off me set and just eat it. Put it in my mouth. Of the pepper? Yes, of the raw pepper. After it's been, after it's been cut a little bit. I don't know what, you're, what, what exactly you're doing to it. 
I was just throwing the whole pepper to a pot. That's what I gotta, I gotta get to that point. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run it through my alchemy set and add a few. Um, will you be chopping the pepper? I uh, blending like yeah, mincing the pepper. Okay, we can do that. So as you begin mincing the pepper and chopping it up, uh, that is when Proto kind of comes over and roll or like goes to touch some and a a single piece of the pepper, which is now kind of small little like eighth of an inch dice proto as soon as you touch that give me a constitution saving throw i come out with some goggles and i'm like uh, uh, never mind oh hey ha richard can't be poisoned anymore i forgot that you switch bodies never mind so um proto you go and you eat a little bit and surprisingly you don't taste anything because i'm a bad dm and forgot that we switched your race to a Warforge. Anyway, uh, Proto, you get that in. Nothing changes. It's very weird. Samita, you see him eat a piece of this pepper and have no reaction to it. Would you also like to try a piece of this pepper? <laughs> All right. So as you go and you touch the pepper, give me a constitution saving throw. If you look at the chef's window, you just see two, two. Like, two little eyes peering over the counter watching you guys. All right, so Samita, as you touch it with your roll being fairly good, you um you get kind of a very tingly sensation in your fingers. It gets pretty warm, but it doesn't turn into like a napalm burny feeling. Are you going to eat it? Absolutely. Go ahead and give me a con save minus 10. Or so, just die minus 4. So you might want to give him smoke. Crit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Perfect. So, Get him some milk. Sears is just kind of absentmindedly talking to some of the other patrons in the tavern sitting at the tables that are around there. Why am I on that one? Oh, ah, My intestines you. are just going to exorcise themselves. Out. Oops. Okay. Go. You lock it. Yep. Samita, so, you're going on a chair because I'm tired of your piece being invisible all the time. <laughs> so I hop down. As soon as I see, like, Samita's face, I hop down and I start filling a mug of, like, milk. And uh, then I kind of hurry over and s- plop it on the counter, spilling it a little bit everywhere. So, yeah. Samita, as you see, yeah. or you take your finger and you put it into your mouth. And as soon as it gets there, you just get the sensation of your entire body being on fire. And as soon as you kind of take your finger out of your mouth, it immediately intensifies and gets so much worse go ahead and you are going to take 1d4 of fire damage nails so you don't rip open your stitches again <laughs> oh well, at least this time it was a good time to roll a one yeah it's a good one <laughs> flame shoot out your butt <laughs> so toby you get there with that glass of milk just in time like right as soon as samita's finger pops out of her mouth is when you get up there and you manage to shove it into her face as soon as you see the change and the heat hit. Um, Spora, what are you doing with that there pepper? Well, I'm smart, so I use the knife, shovel the diced pepper into one of my start brewing, and I take that that uh, bottle spirit water and I add two drops concoction. Okay, so as you're doing that, Kobe. Um, you are all done with the cooking, I'm assuming, at this point. Yep, I'm just putting the garnishes on, and I'll come out 
with a couple of plates full of uh, both beef and carnitas. And I'll, uh, I'll put the plates just on the counter. Uh, Richard, are you there? Oh. Richard, Richard. Okay, I do not know. Richard. Did you... Probably reconnecting. Yep. Yeah. There he is. Hello? There we go. Here you are. I'm like, just waiting for my tacos. Done? Yep, they're done. They're on the counter. Um, did you by chance cut up any of the other mystery or new peppers that are back there? Maybe a couple of those middle finger ones? I did not. No, I was going to, after the tacos, I was going to go back there and make uh, hot sauce. Okay, that all works. Um, who do I want? So should I roll something to see what I concocted? So I will be... Number one, what are you trying to make? I'm experimenting. Okay, so we are going to, and by we, I mean me. I will have to look something up really quick. Give me... I'm just going to be rolling around in the... Oh, see, oh, oh, the see. milk really helped. Spora, play some cards. Can you save me a seed? A seed? Uh, yeah, peppers? Yes, please. Yeah, there's me, some I... left on the counter. Take, take those. Okay. Eventually, I'll come over with like a pair of tongs and just grab some seeds from the pepper. Meet it over to one. I have cards back to my holster. I did not catch the first part of the floor that I grabbed. I grabbed it. Remove the boot. Trying to get Samita's mind off the hot pepper. I'm, like, uh, I'm insulting stuff. Come on. <laughs> you get a little milk here. Another milk? Sure. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Samita, as Proto is kind of calling you out on being unable to handle spicy pepper. But Proto was just fine doing it. You kind of realize that Proto has no tongue. However, you do notice a little bit of like acid erosion on his mouth area. And, oh my god, I hate Pinterest. I'll drop off another mug of milk at the uh, table or the booth. Or mm -hmm. And as you are doing that, um, Spora, how much of the potion do you did you okay so in your vial we will say that there are uh let's go with 10 10 yes, we'll go with 10 uh dosages okay sorry that's all i need there where they belong can i do an arcana check to see what i made uh-huh 12 so with a 12 you look at this potion and inside of it you see kind of the swirls of the almost um almost opaque blue liquid it's got this almost sparkly looking um like an oil streak that goes through all the liquid and it's shimmering and like a silvery white color the same as the pepper and as you kind of look at it you feel a very odd sense of like a bunch of different kinds of magic is what you can feel kind of from the potion inside. And I just found the table that I wanted. So uh, you have 10 doses in the vial. You have maybe two more doses that are still left over in the alchemy kit. Left over in the alchemy kit? Like, oh, okay. So more so than what over. would fit in the vial, yes. Oh, okay. So effectively, hey. you would be able to test it. Hey, Samita, did you try yes. this for me? I don't know. Uh, the peppers roll... on their own were pretty hot. Can I roll a persuasion? It would be... I, I, I feel like you have a way that you can actually do this. Like, say... I don't know, charm person? Uh, I don't want to use a spell. 
have a lot. I'm very persuasive. You can do persuasion. Uh, Samita, you will be rolling against persuasion with insight. I got a 28. So, okay, you, Samita, can't get that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter because you don't want to know what I roll. Another one? <laughs> By maybe, do you mean yes? So. Maybe. So? Actually, it is just in time. So, Samita, as you kind of get persuaded to try this, that's when you look over and you remember Proto is right there. This could be fun, but I'm not going to push it any more than that. And I think I, are... I think you should try it on Proto. All right. He already has some. I wanted to see how it affects some. Hey, Proto, can you try these two doses? I, oh, no. I hold my taco out. Wait, hot dogs? Uh, yeah. Sure. Well, I'm not touching. I don't even know how. How long did I just huh. No one. I feel like sore. <laughs> okay, wait, what? <laughs> Anyways, do I have to roll any? Okay, so number one, I'm going to reduce that from both doses to just the one dose. It's the and doses that are left in the alchemy. Yeah, there's a reason why I'm saying not all of them. Why was that thing? How many tacos did uh, Toby get? There is a plate of beef and a plate of pork i'm staring at you through the the chef's window just like beady eyed and just wondering what's gonna happen almost hiding take a dose of the elk of the concoction from the alchemy kit and i dab it on proto's taco uh either one of you go ahead and roll me a d20 actually both of you roll me a d20 just mm -hmm. a d20? Correct. I got it too. I got uh, uh, an 18. Perfect. So on the ruling table, and the reason I asked for both of you is because I didn't want one of the lower effects. So I replaced one through five with roll a second die. So it was just easier to do it this way. So what it came out to is the drinker is afflicted with a long-term madness. So uh, Proto, how's that rage feel? Uh, um, I kind of feel like hot sauce. Feels like home. Uh huh. Feels like the first time, huh? Good job, mate. Mm hmm. Yeah. I giggle to myself like <laughs> this happened last mm -hmm. time. Mm hmm. Look at Proto gets to there. Was that you that dropped? Wait, what? Oh, well, the map dropped onto the map. Oh, uh, should be fine. All of my. Yep, that's my that's my howitzer. And let's give that one to the correct folder again. Okay, I'm done with that one. Um, so Proto goes running off. Samita, this is extremely, like, you remember what happened last time this went down and Proto went off and ran away and almost drowned. And you remember that as you see Proto just running out the door towards the magical water pond thing again by the waterfall. All right, I'm going to Proto. And I'm actually, I'm at least full, I'm armored and fully wet. Can I have a, like a nightmare or not? I mean, you're fully enraged. Crazy. <laughs> this time it was crazy juice. Bum, bum, bum. Did I just make Wapa Jack juice? I mean, it may or may not be a wild magic table. You see me dive head to the water, lamp out. Is this a, so this is a permanent effect? It's going to be... No, it's crazy? not a permanent effect. It's just a long-term effect. So How long, how long term? At least I don't need to use rage. <laughs> it is a secret roll that i made i'm gonna run out and cast the spell magic well my end of the lake yet wait hold on i have to configure 
So, Samita, you were running yes. after Proto? Question mark? What happened? Can you Samita, hear me? were you running? Yes, I can hear you, Richard. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, Spora, you are also running after Proto, yes? Uh, so, eh. I'm still cleaning up. Yep. Okay, so as the two of you, uh, Samita and Spora, make it outside that there and see Proto as he jumps into the water, you see the entire pool light with a blue magical energy almost. As Proto, you do not sink despite wearing your armor, and you just are kind of um, along the surface. You see inside of the hydroponics area now that Tuss, the fire genasi, is over there just kind of walking through. Um, upon seeing Proto jumping into the water, Tuss immediately runs over, and that is when Spora, you are able to test your magic thingy spell magic yeah that one la, la, la. that is that's a third level spell yeah okay so as you cast it sorry i had to make sure it takes no effect well that's not this must be very powerful magic um, can i that is can i do can i do an arcana check to see how powerful this magic effect on proto is um in a sec before we do that the Fire Tess, who was in kind of walking through the plants, walks out after hearing the clanking and clanking of Proto's armor and appears out of the crops that are growing just in time to see him hit the water. And seeing the rage in his eyes, you see Tess kind of whispering under his breath and making a couple of motions with his hands as somehow Proto ends up being uh, completely calmed. I think this is a repeat of what happened the very first time this happened. Yep, I'm on my way with the rope to throw in. Uh-huh. Um, so taking my time. So wait, I gave my sanity back? Correct. You are still kind of at the water's surface, and try as you might, you do. You are unable to actually break the surface of the water. Well, uh-huh. I'm. I'm like. I recognize. I, I recognize where I am now. I'm like, and so, and I start diving in to look for that monster. And as you look down, go ahead and give me perception, I think. Yeah, oh, I'll, just, I'll use your passive. I'll use your passive perception. <laughs> Natty, one. You think you're swimming down, but you're swimming up. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, you don't notice that the water just below the surface is what is glowing super bright. It kind of just blends in and makes it look as if the entire depth of the water is glowing that bright. As you attempt to kind of break the surface and go down, you see the glowing form of the water spirit elemental kind of shape and form and come out of the water exposing itself and having a form that everyone can see. It in its tail. Huh? No, you were unable to go underneath. This is happening as you are trying to go down. The the water spirit creature that attacked you that first time is now holding you above the water, preventing you from drowning. And as it holds you, you also begin to glow a brighter blue. The magic of yourself almost mixing into the magic of the pool as some of your earthen 
substance begins to kind of melt back into the pool. So you were, you are essentially a um, earthen material warforged where you are made out of like grass and um, damn it. Yeah, so like, yeah, like clay plant matter and dirt and mud and stuff like that. And the mud, dirt, and rocks begin to kind of slowly seep away from your root and tangled wood bone structure, so to speak. And as this water spirit holds you above the water, it kind of stops melt. Your body stops melting away. It places you on the side, looks over at the fire ganasi, and then goes back down into the water, disappearing, taking its glow with it. I look over at Cora. I'm like, hit me again. <laughs> just joking thing back. I obviously know we did shit to put down. This. So you are asking for Spora's other dose? In a joking matter, you kind of like, what happened? So I, I, I don't know. If he, if he says yes, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm just part I don't know. I think I'll save the others. I mean, you do still have the one extra dose that is available. So I have the one dose in the kit, ten doses in a vial, and I still have the rest of the actual. Mm-hmm. And you also only used about half of the pepper. The other half of the pepper you gave back to Toby when he went back to go clean up the kitchen. It requires. Is there anything anything around like a plant? So in that uh, little white. Uh, target-looking structure next to the pond on the map. That is a hydroponics system, or, yeah, hydroponics. Okay, I walk over to it. What do I see? So it's broken up into quadrants. In one area, there's, like, corn and wheat that are growing. It's a lot of very tight little furrowed rows. And in another one, you see leafy vegetables. You see, like, all manner of leafy vegetables. In the third quadrant, you see, like, cucumbers, tomatoes, different kinds of small little things like that. And in the last one, you see um, a bunch of different peppers growing. A squash? And, yes, you can see squash. I go over to what looks like a giant pot. Mm-hmm. And I take that other dose, lightly drop it on top of it. Okay, go ahead and roll me a d20. 12. Welcome back. All right, so with your 12, what the potion does, as you kind of drop it, it it kind of, the aroma hits you in the face, and you can now speak to plants for four hours. (laughs) So it didn't do anything to squash, but the smell made me able to speak to plants. Mm -hmm. This table is wild. So wait, does that mean you can read my mind? Uh, No, like literal plants. I can already read your mind, but no. Now I can just, like, talk to random plants. How uh, how many seeds would I have gotten from that other piece of the pepper? Um, quite a few. However, also back there in that quadrant of the hydroponics, you see um, what looks to be another bush full of them. And as you look over, I should probably describe that pepper. It is the color of, like, sun-bleached bone. It is as white as can be, and it is roughly the size and shape of a so the vial skull. The vial. So the vial has plant matter in it. Can I talk to the vial? No. I mean, you can talk to you. It doesn't talk back. 
All right, I go over to the peppers and I find another pepper like the one used with. Mm -hmm. It is a single solitary plant. It grows almost on a stalk. And the pepper, the ripened pepper that was at full maturity that you used is about the size, shape, and color of a halfling skull. It has been sun bleached, or that had been sun bleached, so it's like super white. But it looks almost exactly like a skull. The ones that are growing are very, they don't quite look like a skull fully. It's more just like an ambiguous skull shape. But you see a couple of them on there. It is all by itself for maybe a five foot area around it. Nothing is growing. The soil looks dead and barren. I'll tell you, game, I don't want to take up all the time, but I'll talk to that. I'll talk to that pepper. Why are you so spicy? And that's when it just whispers back. Or you hear a weird whisper in your head of just, the Lord of Fire commended us. He wished to taste and we are it. So you're a dragon pepper? A Lord of Fire? A fire, an elemental, a fire elemental pepper. And that's when Tus, the fire genasi, kind of looks and turns and sees you talking to the pepper plant. And as he walks closer and upon further inspection sees what kind of pepper it is you hear him kind of gasp and you hear a muttering of uh, that that that's a that's a forged pepper and you see a look of panic in his face what's wrong and he again turns around and says um a, a long time ago right when this or around the time that this village was founded the god of war disappeared not long before that the god of fire and smiths had disappeared. It was long rumored that these peppers were the only thing that he could taste because of its heat. Everything, or he had burnt his tongue from all his years in the forge, and these are the only things that he could ever taste. Since then, they have never been seen again. I'm amazed that these are around in existence. They were nothing but legends, even amongst the rest of my people who literally grow in fire. (laughs) You know what? Again, goddammit. In the first time that we did this, everybody ignored the fire Ganassi that was there and forgot that he existed. He's an NPC. (laughs) It's a Sid. He's a Sid. I am. We have a little bit more to round us out for the night, and then we can call it. Um, okay. Head in place. You guys are back there. Forge. God. Okay. Um, do you? Does anyone have anything to say about the whole hearing of a god of fire? That's normal. I, uh, I wish I could talk to the spirit of the water spirit of the pool. Yeah, I'm just like sitting on the edge, just like contemplating. I thought it was evil. It's because <laughs> I can't, I don't have, I'm a, I'm a warrior, a berserker, so I don't really have a way to talk to I mean, so as you kind of approached the pool, did you want to like call out to the water spirit? No, I'm just going to put my hat on top of the water. I make the little ripples in it because I go walk towards the greenhouse. Where- mm-hmm. And as your hand leaves the water, you see the the wetness and the droplets left on your hand, they begin to glow a bright blue. And you hear in your head, what is it? Is what? You said you wanted to thank me. What for? Also, nobody else can hear it. 
Am, am I, I'm like talking my palms. Like, Wait, I'm sorry, what? Stay confusing today. It appears as if your body is made of earth. Earth and water don't mix. If you get, if you are felled by water, your body may disappear. It is only natural after all. One more time. I was like, I'm just looking at fingers. Oh. oh, side note. So when you did go into the water, your right foot is what went in, and half of your right foot seems to have disappeared. So I'm like, I mean, it was all like dirt and rock anyway. It's just like the dirt and rock has chunks missing that have washed away from dipping inside the water. Oh, I found my weakness. I was like, all tenders, all ten five toes. <laughs> Guys, we got a problem. <laughs> and then when Tusk kind of looks over and says, you know, I built your original body. It, if it was here in the village, it needs to be, it should still be here somewhere. And I don't know, maybe it'll react to my magic. And he kind of, you see him as his skin darkens from a red to an almost black. And you see his hair go from like a orangish burgundy color into a bright flaming red as it lifts and begins to flame. Almost like Hades from the Hercules movie. What movie? Hercules. The animated? Yeah, the animated and as he does so, you see him kind of put his hands together and form what looks to be a ball of fire. And you see him condense it down as it gets brighter and brighter. And you can feel the heat coming off of it as you see him shut his hands over it, a look of extreme concentration on his face. And as he opens his hands wide again, you see they're floating where there was a ball of fire, what looks to be a small flame only it seems to be made of crystal and he says he holds it out to the group and says if you can find his body it'll or you can find his body it reacts to my magic since i can't go with you take this crystal and find it for me if you can bring it back to me i'll repair it and proto we can have you back to the way that you were originally made except maybe not with the brain of the lich Saz Tam. Um, I kind of like shaved the rest of my. Oh, hi, they look so cool. Hey, Tuss. Yes, Toby. Do you know how to make glass marbles? Glass marbles? And you see him kind of walk over and reach. I'm trying to figure out where there would be sand, but you see him reach down along the shore of the pool. There's a, some sand there, and you see him squeeze it quite tightly in his hand as it glows you see the skin of his hand go from or he goes from his um words he goes from the black almost charcoal colored skin as it goes back to his normal like light red almost salmony color and his hair goes back to normal you see as he holds a handful of sand just his hand goes into that black state and you feel an intense heat coming from it. And as he opens his palm, you can see there the handful of sand has been turned into a number of little glass bulbs. Interesting. Can I put these seeds in one of these glass marbles? And so he, as you hand this word. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I want to put a seed inside this marble. Would that be possible? And you see him 
kind of like shift around what he has in his hand and he takes the seed from you places it in the middle of everything as he cups and folds some of them on top and you see his hands once again go from that um light reddish salmon color to a deep dark black like charcoal you feel the uh heat again it's not quite as intense and when he opens his hand you can see that he melted all the glass pieces into an almost ball around it the seed and it is completely encapsulated oh how many can you make of these and he looks back down and says as long as i have sand i can do this this is my natural magic it's what made me so sought after as a blacksmith it's why i was able to build such intricate tools no one can forge as well as i have as well as i can no one can work metal better than I can. Um, can I shoot someone? Are there any volunteers? No, nobody. You can shoot. Are you sure? I've seen. What are you getting shot with? <laughs> I'm going to unholster, like, grab my little slingshot, or my sling, and I'm going to put mm-hmm. the uh, glass marble with the seed from that pepper in there. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Wrap a blindfold around my... I go, oh, thank I you. I'm going to I'm gonna sling it at... Uh, Samita. Right, so go on. ahead and make that attack roll. Can I um, make a dexterity roll to try jump? No! You got a 17 plus 4. 21. Okay, so. I got a 19. You rolled a 19? Yes, I'm trying to. I don't know how far I am from you. Yeah, you're not too far away. Maybe 5 or 10 feet. You see Toby wind up with his sling as you see Samita getting like bracing while wearing that blindfold and having a cigarette and you just you leap into action as you run toby looses the glass ball containing the seed as it launches straight towards samita proto you get hit by the glass ball and i need 1d6 of bludgeoning damage as the glass orb hits and shatters against Proto. From me or from um, Toby? From Toby for damage. Uh, Just a one. Okay. And as the glass orb shatters, the seed flies and it is a good thing Samita has that blindfold in because it almost went in her eye. Instead, it kind of bounces off of your face and it lands somewhere in your many belts. <laughs> it's been lost yeah, forever to your Final Fantasy outfit. Can I have one of those, um, <clears throat> I like, as I go limping towards, um, Tora? Yeah. Oh, hmm? by the way, Toby is the one that has the seed. Oh. I got the wild juice. I have an idea for this wild juice. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I want one of the seeds. You want those? I'll give you one of the seeds if you want it. So it didn't do anything when it hit? It did one damage. Um, it didn't do anything really. There's kind of glass shards all around. But Samita, because Proto got in the way and intervened, nothing really happened. Okay. You can use enemies and see what it does, guys. And that's where Tess just kind of turns around and says, um, so our, we should probably start looking for your body. I mean, the sooner we can get you into an actual body that you were meant to be in, the better. I don't know how much longer your body might be lasting. I can't even tell what kind of magic is holding it together. Bora, where'd you get your name from? Uh, well, I heard about this 
bacteria that cause explosive diarrhea. So, I don't know. It seemed right. So, I I just kind of remember it. And I know it was some sort of explosive diarrhea bacteria. Eh. Sounds like when the peppers go bad. Anyway, with the seed I wanted to do with Toby was just try to plant. Oh, yeah, you can plant a seed in yourself. <laughs> you want someone to help, um, for lack of a better word, impregnate you with that their seed? <laughs> this, this seed apparently has fire god in it. Oh, I don't mind getting impregnated with god. Impregnated <laughs> with the seed of the fire god. Actually, sure, I'll put it right in the button. No, no, I don't need help. I just, I just like grab it and like shove it deep into my belly button. <laughs> Oh, okay. As you, you uh, wild magic belly button. So, as long as you are in this body and at certain intervals of time, I will be asking you for a nature check to see what happens if you are able to grow this forged pepper inside of your stomach. I mean, it just makes sense. I'm sorry. No, no waste. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm just, I was going to ask. Sorry, what was that? I'm just looking at and picturing the look of surprise in Toby's face, like, yeah, I want to see it, sure. <laughs> yeah, you could be my supply away from home. Yeah, oh, yeah. Frodo becomes a walking herb garden. <laughs> well, we don't know how long I'll last, so let's, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> and and I, as, mm-hmm. So as everything gets settled, you see Tess kind of look a little bit worried as he looks back to the pepper plant, looks back at everyone and says, I... Those bunnies were a symbol of a different god. And now that we've got this new symbol of a third god, I I think the gods and the pantheon may be coming back. These are all signs of, or these are all things that disappeared when they did. And now that they're coming back, maybe there's hope that the gods will return to us. And I think that is where we can end the session. Unless you guys want to play it out from there. I had one more question. Yes. Well, I wanted to do something. What's the blacksmith name again? Uh, Tuss. T-U-S. Tuss. I thought it was with a K. Nope. No K. So, Tuss, do you think you could fashion a staff that could utilize some of the spirit, um, water spirit water? And you see him look up and down and, well, that depends on what you need it to do. Well... It seems to have wild effects. I'm not sure if that's actually controllable. So I would just like to take this vial I made somehow a staff as a tool or weapon. Wait, now I, I do actually have to flip back through my notebooks because I have a, I actually have a thing for this one. Where did I put it? Okay. And as you hear all of that, or sorry, as you ask him for a staff that could utilize the water of the water yes the water spirits water you hear Tess saying i i'm the most amazing or i am only good when working with metals i unfortunately i can do nothing to help out with something that deals with water but there is someone i do know and he is one of the best people that i know who deals with sorry words and reading um he says, there is a druid that I know, or I did know of. Um, from what I can remember, he's a member of the Green Leaves. Uh, I think he said, or he used to be part of a group known as the Order of the Black Flame. Sounds like my kind of guy. And that's where we can end it. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, bye, Craig.
Bye, Chris.